Podcasting from a sex writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. everybody uh kayla lords with molly moore i'm back for another week where we are together before we have to be separated again for two weeks oh the tragedy the horror i don't know what i'm talking about next week so by the time you hear this hopefully i know but as of this moment it's the time travel thing i don't know what i'm talking about next week but i'll be talking about something but in in exciting news i know what i already talked about because i've been a really good girl and done mine already that never by the way the reason i even mentioned that is because that never really happens (laughs) Uh, and so i got super organized um yeah so time travel i've done mine you know i'm not usually that organized either i I keep telling myself one day i will be not there yet just totally not there yet um but getting there so this week though hopefully you looked at the title hope you know hopefully you know our schedule because we are if nothing else we are routine oriented people we like to do the same Mm -hmm. things in the same order over and over again this month is our q a our mailbag we got questions from y'all now we are going to answer them and we're going to do this in uh two different ways we got one question that technically could be an entire episode on its own um but we're not going to do that. We're going to answer the question and then maybe uh, come back later and talk more about this more in depth. Um, and then we got a bunch of questions from somebody we know and adore, Quinn Rhodes. And we're going to do that as rapid fire because they were really fun questions. I was like, I want to answer all of these. So let's start with the first question. This question we got on Twitter from the Social Justice Witch. It's, they are at Justice underscore Witch on Twitter. Hello, a justice witch. Um, the question is for a writer just starting out in this genre, and I'm assuming um, it, we're talking about erotica. What tips would you give? Is it better to self-publish, or are there good publishers to submit to? And they mentioned they can't ever seem to find a list. Um, would you like me to take this one, Molly, or do you have some thoughts that are coming to you? Um. No, I mean, my only little thing is that there's the, um, oh, I can never remember what they're called, the Erotic Writers Something Association. E-R- yeah, I think it's the Erotic. We can, I can find it. And we'll, we'll find it and we'll link in show notes because I'd, I mean, I haven't looked at their site recently, but they always had quite a comprehensive list of um, calls for submissions because obviously um, anthologies in the um, erotic fiction genre are really really popular so um submitting your work to anthologies i would say is one way to definitely um build your portfolio um 
obviously most of them will pay a, an amount for your story. Some of them, depending on what they do, have like a profit share. So they don't pay you, but depending on how many books get sold, you get a bit of money. Um, but also it's a way of like getting your name out there and potentially if you then did, say, write a novel, it would be one of those things you could kind of say to publishers, well, I was published in, you know, X amount of anthologies. Um, I've had stories in X amount of anthologies. It might be, it's just helpful as well. And obviously then there's the whole getting an agent route as well if you're seriously looking to publish a novel. I do know people who have gone down the agent route and fairly successfully that has actually resulted in a, a pu proper publisher and publication. Um, so yeah, we'll find that link because they they used to have, I don't know if they still do, but they used to have a pretty comprehensive list um, of places. Apart from that, like I can't speak to the self-published thing because I've never done that. I have some inter-anthologies. So yeah, Kayla. <laughs> um, a couple things um, for a writer starting out in this genre, just in general. Yes, figure out who your resources are. Find the people to follow um, on Twitter, since you're clearly on Twitter, because that's where we're chatting. Um, the erotica hashtag is a great hashtag. If if people are not shadow banned through it, that is that is mm -hmm. difficult. Um, I absolutely recommend um, following other erotica writers, people who immediately come to, to mind. And these are not all of the people. These are just people I interact with on a regular basis. There's Misha Elliott. There's Dr. J. There's Oleander Plume. There's F. Leonora. There are actually a lot of people who have uh, who have either self-published been traditionally published they do anthologies they do novellas right, or a mixture something so it's i would also i'd also include rachel kramer bustle in that list oh, as well because obviously she edits to uh to three of probably the most possibly well-known erotic anthologies mm -hmm. so and, um, and pays very generously for and, and pays very stories. yeah for your stories if you get a story in there and that's definitely one that's worth if you can get a story in one of her things that you can actually say i was published in one of these anthologies they're fairly well known mm -hmm. so that's the start finding the people to follow and following people who are doing what you want to be doing and who seem to be talking about their craft um and those people that we have mentioned are all people who are doing that um the other thing one of the uh resources i watch and i'm not even trying to write books at this point um and she's everywhere but her main platform is youtube and that's jenna moreci m-o-r-e-c-i i will try to remember to link to her youtube channel in the show notes she actually talks about just being a writer but she's not afraid of talking about erotica every once in a while so she doesn't act like erotica is it's this whole other world that can never be mentioned it's like to her it's like yeah yeah that's a way to write too but here's some information you need um she her information really would answer your question of is it better to self-publish or go with publishers because she talks about the realities of both sides of that a lot mm -hmm. um in my personal experience self-publishing versus traditional publishing there's no better okay there is what suits you and um what gets you to whatever your goal is faster so self-publishing will always be faster because you control the process um sure. it means though that you then need to do a lot of the steps that a traditional publisher does yeah. um and there are people out there who will say you can do all of those steps from the writing to the editing to the proofreading the to the formatting all on your own 
Yes, you can. But just like we talked about in last week's episode, uh, if you can afford to pay somebody to do it, that's usually the better option. Uh, if I were to try to self-publish today, which I'm not interested in doing, I did it back in the day. I did it all on my own. I would pay somebody to do the other steps. I would pay a, an editor. I would pay a proofreader. I would pay somebody to format. And so it becomes a very expensive option to have a really, really nice, you know, for nicely done finished product if you go that route, but you control the process and it's going to publish no matter what. Whereas traditional publisher, yeah, then you're maybe talking about an agent. Maybe you're submitting to indie publishers who don't require an agent, but either way, you're at the whim of somebody else liking your stuff enough to say yes to it. Um, mm -hmm. If, and I did have this thought and I'm just not in that place anymore. I think if I were to write anything fiction or nonfiction, quite frankly, I would probably go the traditional route at this point because I just don't even want to think about the steps. For me, it's like, what I want to do is I want to write and I'll, I'm happy to do the edits. I'm happy to do my own marketing. I don't want to worry about the rest of it. Somebody else do the rest of it. Um, there are pros and cons to either side. In terms of actually getting your stuff out as faster, and on your own terms, self-publishing will always be your better option. Entire careers mm -hmm. are made around self-publishing or working with independent uh, publishers who do not have all of the red tape and all of the stuff that the, the big publishers do. Um, so there's no right or wrong. There is what is best for you. Um, finding the resources you trust to talk about those things in a non-judgmental way and just present you with the facts like Jenna Moresi does that's invaluable because then you can make an informed decision and go where it feels right to you to go. Um, I have, I do have thoughts about some of how self-publishing happens in erotica. And I think some people think it's as easy as slamming out a, you know, 40,000 word thing that they never edited and then they sold for 99 cents and then they think they're going to be a millionaire and that's just not how it works. And we, there's an issue in, in publishing in general where too many readers think that if they have to pay more than 99 cents for a book, they're being cheated. And it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And you go down the erotic author path, you will then get to, to learn all the politics of it and all of the opinions about it. And there's a lot there. So uh -huh. the, the first thing I would say is one, write whatever is in you to write. Because uh -huh. writing is not the same as publishing. Writing is not the same as putting it in front of anybody. Just work on writing whatever you want to write and then find uh -huh. the resources you trust that talk specifically about that and they are out there. And there are resources that talk about publishing and being an author that don't talk about um, erotica specifically, but they are open to it. And I am looking for one now and cannot find them, but I know who they are because Dr. J follows them. There is a book marketing, an author marketing, book marketing person on Twitter who is so huge and she gives great advice and she interacts with erotica authors all the time. She does, she's not one of the, like Jenna Moresi, she's not one of those people that's like, ooh, you write about sex, I can't have you near me. I will, if I don't remember her name while we're talking, I will link to her in the show notes because she's definitely somebody to follow as well. Um, she does a, a, a book marketing chat weekly that talks about just marketing your stuff and 
it's always good advice. It's advice I ah, they're bad redhead media. Um, hashtag. Oh yeah, now I know who yeah, you mean. Yeah, excellent yeah, yeah, yeah. resource to follow. It's very active yeah. on Twitter. I will link. I'll link to both Jenna and um, Bad Redhead Media specifically for resources to follow and trust. But yeah, follow your fellow erotica writers for sure, um, and see what they're doing and what they're talking about. Uh-huh. I think that's a great way to go with that. But truly, the just that question alone could easily be like a two-parter like we could do an hour on self-publishing and then an hour on traditional publishing and there's Uh still there still wouldn't be a concrete answer because it really does come down to personal choice and preference so okay thank you for your question though uh really appreciate that hopefully we helped at least a little bit uh Uh the next we're going to do these uh questions from uh quinn Rhodes at on queer street on twitter excellent blog excellent human being um always asks good questions and then apologizes for asking the questions and i'm always like no thank you for asking them so i am going to and i'll i'll read the question i'll let molly answer first and then i'll answer and well maybe somebody should count how many times i go i agree with molly um (laughs) but we're going to try and do these rapid fire let's see how quickly we can get through these so first question uh-huh. What is a smut lancing goal you've never been brave enough to say out loud because it feels too big or scary? Um, so I actually saw this earlier and had to think about that. And that there is a couple of things. It's not that I've never said them out loud because I have actually, sh- I have actually shared them. I don't know what happened there. I don't, uh, uh, words today. I have actually shared the ideas but only with like one or two people um, who are uh, very close to me. Um, So I... I, I I also am sadly not prepared to say what they are on this podcast, which I know isn't like hugely helpful, but... Um, is there one in the past that you used to be afraid to say out loud that you are willing to ooh. say out loud? Cause that, that's mine. I don't have one currently, but I have one in the past. Okay. You got, you say your thing and let me have a think then okay. for a second. So I know I have said this on this podcast before, but I don't talk about it a lot because it's still my scary goal. And that is that one day all of my income will be, will come from Kayla Lords the brand. So it won't be client work. It won't be writing for other people. It won't be working on anybody mm-hmm. else's deadlines. It'll be my YouTube channel and my podcast and my blog, all of them, all of the multiple ones that I have. And maybe it'll be books that I write and it'll be products that I help create. And it'll, it will all somehow miraculously come from my brain out into the world in some form. And some enough people out there will go, why yes we're willing to pay for that and i don't know who those people are and i'm pretty sure they don't all exist (laughs) but i don't talk about it a lot but i have said it out loud before it's still my big scary thing because that's there's that part of my brain that goes that's that's for vanilla stuff sex doesn't do that you can't just be Uh a sex blogger brand and make all your money from it now uh, let me caveat that with there will not be just one stream of income there would literally be like 10 streams of income but it would right. all be centered around me, the yeah. person, which sounds so arrogant when I say it out loud. <laughs> no, because it's not. It's like, as in what, you you know, the various products that you produce. Mm-hmm. Yep. But no client work. There will be no clients in, at that point in my life. It'll be just me. Uh-huh. That, okay. So that's Fair mine. Enough. 
Okay, so I like uh, I feel like because I didn't think that through. Um, if I think of something, I'll 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 have to like tweet at Quinn. I can't get my head around it right now. I have like Kayla always wanted to be where I basically just could earn all my money from essentially exactly what Kayla's just said. But it's not something I've ever kind of. I mean, obviously, like in the early days, I said it and just laughed hysterically, like that's never going to happen and then you get further along and go hi you can see like how maybe that could happen and especially when you see other people doing it not in the sex world mm-hmm. it- and how easy and much easier it is if actually you write about or, or you you know your your subject is yoga for example <laughs> um like if only i had started uh, doing yoga online 10 years ago i, I would now be very happy about that right Um, exactly exactly you know hindsight is a wonderful thing so yes but when you look at that and think well that it's possible then yeah you can do that so but i do have what certainly one it's a i wouldn't know that it's a goal so much as a it is a goal it's a personal goal it's a project that i've always wanted to do i even own the domain name for it um and um it will happen one day it will happen it just involves everything aligning in the sense of like having income stream and all that other stuff where then I can have enough time because it requires real time and investment in time to do the thing that I want to do. So um, it's quite a big thing for me. It's like a very, it's quite a personal thing to me. Um, so yeah, I'm always very, like I don't really tell anybody about it apart from people very very close to me just because it feels like this uh dream of you know a bit like when you say things like one day i'd like to live in wherever hawaii or or, you know by the beach or something you know it feels like one of those things where it's something you always say but it's probably never going to happen it i feel like it is going to happen i can do it but it just feels like a bit of an ultimate dream and i actually am quite emotionally attached to the project too so yeah Sorry that I didn't give an actual real thing. <laughs> you gave a vulnerable answer. Neither of us is good at rapid fire also. Okay. 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 Here we yeah, go. All right. Okay. We'll try better. We're going to try. We're going to try again. Every question will be an opportunity to try better. Okay. Yeah. Do you make a day's to-do list the yeah. night before or the morning yeah. of? Yeah. It totally depends both. So some days I will, at the end of the day already be like okay so tomorrow i didn't get done today so tomorrow list must be xyz and then other days i'm like oh i did things i go off to bed and then i think about tomorrow tomorrow there's no real rhyme or reason to it it just is kind of how it happens um yeah like I used to be a bit more like Sundays, sit down and think about the week ahead. And I've been dibbling. I'm changing that a little bit and starting to think about actually keeping Sunday a bit more Sunday and then being like, right, it's Monday morning. Now I'll think about my week and what I'm going to do. But um, then sometimes that means I spend a bit of Monday morning doing thin in rather than get cracking on. So, uh, you know, swings and roundabouts, it's a bit interchangeable. I do both. This is a really easy answer for me. Same. exactly the same maybe not even a difference but just a a slight variation for me is sometimes my reasoning for why why i'll make a list at night for the next day is because i have to map out more than just the work i need to do i need to get a sense of what does my day look like so i can do something else that's like with jb or it's with the kids and so i'll make that list so i can see it but that yeah only 
other than everything you just said, that's the only one variation of why I might yeah, do it Yeah, and way. that was more the case before the before the Great Plague. Yes, exactly. Whereas now there's, like, no need to fit in all those other things because you can't, like, you know, do anywhere or go anywhere. It's probably shifted a little bit. So, yeah, same. Same, same. Okay, next, okay. next one. Yeah. Do you find it easier to write erotic fiction Ooh. or erotic nonfiction? Um, you know what? It's a bit like the previous question. It totally depends on mood and where I am and what's in my head. And like some days I a piece of fiction will just explode out of me. I think if that, like I have that little seed of an idea, then fiction can just kind of blah, 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 and like... And I'm not saying that's easy. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I just, like, you know, vomit onto the page. But I feel like once you get into a piece of fiction, like a story or, you know, a short story, then quite often that kind of flows for me. Um, And so I don't think... There'll be times when I'll be like, I'm I've, I'm broken of fiction. Uh, that's actually been the last couple of months, actually. I've struggled a little bit with that. I think real world being so big <laughs> you know and everything that's been going and this year just being very challenging in really many ways um has it like affected the, being able to write fiction it's actually coming back a little bit so yeah it really depends on other factors and when i'm in the when i'm in the space for either then that that's the one that's easy to do at that time i hope that answers the question Mine is easier. It's always erotic nonfiction. It's always been erotic nonfiction. I did not know how to write erotic nonfiction in the early days. I tended to write it a lot as fantasy. I wasn't prepared to go, no, this is actually my reality. So I pretended it was fiction. It was nonfiction. It was my reality. Um, to the point that I don't even think about erotic fiction these days. I get, I've, I've, I've received requests from people who will pay me. They're like, would you write erotic fiction? I'm like, no. Um, it's a muscle I have used so little in the past few years that it's withered away. Like I could, if you forced me, <laughs> if I had no choice in the matter, could I? Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fictionalize a real life account because that's just fucking easier. Um, right. and I actually prefer to write erotic nonfiction at this point. It is one of the reasons why I don't, I don't write erotica to self-publish anymore because I just... I have no interest anymore. I don't, I like reading it. I love reading it, especially when it's well-written. Like I really enjoy reading it, but I, yeah, no, I don't want to write it. I, I'm happy though to write erotic nonfiction because I do love the way that you can paint a picture with words and paint a very sexy picture with words and you can mm -hmm. help somebody feel a little bit of what you were feeling in the moment and you have to do it all through just the way you put words together. I love that, but no, no, I don't want to, no, I'm not here for fiction. Not my thing. Not anymore. Y'all do you. I want to write the nonfiction. Okay. Uh, moving moving on. on. But <laughs> still, we suck at rapid fire. Okay. Uh -huh. Next question, which is not, we're, it's rapid fire, but it's not. It's not because it's a, it's a question. Uh, what information is important to include in a short bio? Should you use the same one for everything or mix it up depending on where it's going to be displayed? such as Twitter versus a site who's publishing your writing, etc. I definitely have thoughts. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So um, my uh, 
initial straight thought is, oh my God, I hate writing bio. And somebody asks me for a bio, I'm like, don't ask me, don't ask me. They're like, I don't know what it is about them. They're just all like awful. Do you write it in the first person? Do you write it in the third person? Like, uh, writing in the third person is really like almost about yourself. It's really kind of discombobulating, almost uncomfortable. Uh, bios, blah. Um, um, I would say, should you use it? So I kind of have a vague same one, and then which is a bit longer, and then I just pick snippets of it because I think it depends on what someone's asking you for. Like, obviously, your Twitter bio can only be... I can't remember how many characters you're now, allowed now. Um, whereas, actually, if you are writing a bio for perhaps a website, oh, I don't know, say you were asked to speak at an event. Maybe they have space for a bio that's 100 words long. It's going to be way longer than your Twitter bio as a result. So, and same if you're writing, say, um, for a website and they're going to include a bio kind of byline, um, I think you obviously need to have a conversation with them because for some of them, that's literally going to be 25 words, perhaps not even that. And then others are going to be like, oh, no, you can send up to 50. So, sadly, I think you do kind of have to have different ones depending on where, simply because there's constraints on how much people want. But maybe write a kind of overview. As I said, I had like a lot of, for ages, I had one that I'd written, God, I can't remember what for. Might have been the Erotic Arts Festival. And it was quite long because they'd wanted like kind of proper, like everybody had like almost like a little page for themselves. And so I'd written this bio. I want to say it was kind of perhaps 150 words. Um, and so for ages, I just used, but like I would just be like, if somebody wanted a bio, I'd be like, all right, I'll, like I'll smash up, uh, smash up and take out like 15 or 20 words or the kind of key parts of that. Um, so, Yeah. That's my answer. I wish I could say here's a here's a guide to bios because they're fucking hideous, but I can't. Bios suck. They they do suck. Um, in the question of should you do first or should you do third, go with what feels right to you. I've seen them done both ways. They it's all awkward. It's just all awkward. Yeah. I have written them both ways. Um, my the way I handle bios at this point, and it's I'm not as organized about it as I'd like to be. So hopefully I will I will share these tips and somebody will go out and do it better than I've ever done. But what I basically have done, kind of what Molly has described, I have a bio that's written and it's probably as long as any bio I would ever send to anybody unless they specifically asked for something longer. So it's like three to five sentences. It's probably, quite frankly, if you go to the Smutlancer website or KaylaLords.com and you look and find a post written by me and you see the bio, it's sure. that bio because I have the freedom to put whatever the hell I want. I yeah. write my whole bio one time. It sits in a document called bio. And then, and the first like two sentences are the most important things you need to know about me. My name and what I do. Okay. Uh -huh. And when somebody asks for a bio, especially if they tell me what kind of length, what kind of room I have, whatever. I copy and I do exactly what you're talking about. I copy and paste. I always copy some version of the first sentence or two. And then I might take out information. I might send the whole damn thing. Like part of my bio talks about my kinky identity because part of what I do is talk about kink. So if I'm writing for a kink 
thing or I'm doing something with a kink thing, you'd leave that. I'm going to leave all that in. If we're talking about the work I do as a freelancer, as a smut lancer, I'm going to focus on all the projects I do and less on the identity part, unless something about that feels right or they wanted a longer bio. Um, so write one, write one, write just one and then copy and paste it. But the, the way I have done it is the first two sentences of that bio, or really the first sentence of that bio is the most important one. And then I do use that pretty much everywhere. It's not a requirement for branding, but it can help with branding, especially if you, if your, um, handles on different social media platforms are, have to be slightly different. Like I'm basically Kayla Lords everywhere, but on Instagram, I had to be kinky Kayla Lords because the actual Kayla Lords looks like a lovely vanilla lady. Like I couldn't get that handle. So if my bio is essentially the same, that first bit is the same everywhere with some modifications and variations, maybe to fit the voice of the platform or the requirements of the platform, then it's, it's, you know who you're looking at. If you go from my Twitter to my Instagram, I'm, it's the same stuff. It's like, oh, oh yeah, that, that's that Kayla. Okay. It's the same reason we talk about using when you can the same biopic avatar, because it's part of your branding. It follows you and people recognize it on site, even if they're not paying attention to a handle. Um, but that's the easiest way I found to deal with bios have one bio and then send what a what a if a publisher is asking for it send as much as they ask for um if it's for your social media use bits and pieces out of it um that's imperfect uh -huh. and i have not updated my social media bios in ages so they probably don't even match anymore but by and large if you go to the different places i've written for recently the bio will pretty much match because that's exactly what uh -huh. i did i wrote it once i moved on with my life oh but bios suck okay uh, next question, uh, Quinn says, because I know Molly has a circle planner, what are some of your goals for May? Which by the way, did, did Quinn pointed out, did we know that as of day of recording it's tomorrow? And I was like, yes, please don't remind me. Uh, but those goals, career, personal relationships, financial travel, bucket list, like what are your May plans? Okay. So weirdly, I think the whole, uh, great plague, whatever we're calling it has made that it, not what I would normally answer and right now I feel like my like uh, when I my major goal is to just survive and I mean that in a lot of ways as in to obviously stay um, physically well but also obviously this is a very stressful time for everybody and so just getting through it as best we can and so my biggest probably a goal of May is to get through it like I did April um, and to keep up with all the things that I need to do and to get my work done and just kind of keep on because like right now it doesn't feel like a good time to write like travel plans or um, you know personal goals obviously I really 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 want to see my partner and that's not possible um, and so writing having goals towards that I think would only just be disappointing because they're probably not going to happen so until like they can be a bit more tangible um i think for me personally i've set them all aside so yeah really simple just keep going survive in all senses of that word um and keep doing what i need to do you know doing doing my work um and being with my family that i'm here with now and keeping them all safe and well too those are really good goals. 
I don't have any smut lancing goals for May. We're moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, that's a big goal. That's a big goal. And it's the culmination of a goal. So we bought a house in April that we started the process in March. Uh, yes, smut lancing can buy a house. Just if you wondered. Um, and the move happens in mid-May. We, As of the day of recording, I've been on the phone with movers. I've been on the phone with this. Like We've been doing stuff for it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the goal is to get moved. I'm gonna have my first ever home office. Been a freelancer, been a blogger all this time, never had a home office, gonna have a home office. And it's mostly just to get settled. Um, there are lots of things I wanna be doing, but I told myself that in order to keep myself sort of feeling like I'm not coming apart at the seams, I needed to let let the goals slide for a bit, maintain what I could maintain, uh, go on hiatus for the things I could go on hiatus for um, to get through the move. And then uh, when when it's time to look at June, then we'll I'll start thinking about goals again. So yeah, it's I'm just trying to do the work that I said I would do, uh, give myself a break where I can and get moved and then get unpacked because I do not do the live in a house filled with boxes for a year thing. I promise you we're planning on moving on a Wednesday. I know me as unless some sort of smut lancing emergency occurs, and sometimes your clients will think that their their thing is a smut lancing emergency. As long as unless an emergency occurs, we'll move on a Wednesday by Sunday. Ninety percent of those boxes will be unpacked because I just I can't live like that. So <laughs> I just that's my May plan is to get moved to get unpacked. That's that's it. That's my only plan. Okay, next question. What piece of writing from April are you most proud of and why? Is it hot, vulnerable, or something really important that you felt you needed to say? Molly Moore? Yeah, so um, my productivity on my blog really dropped this month um, for various reasons. Um, um, And that's such as life. Um, So um, I'm going to mention a couple of posts actually one is not for the writing but because i commissioned a piece of artwork for it um from somebody and i absolutely love what she came up with so much i uh, i love the picture so much and that post is called an act of service which was for kink of the week that was about uh, like domestic services a kink which isn't my kink so the post isn't hugely although i did there's a little sexy bit at the beginning where i because i've been toying with this kind of discovering whether perhaps i do have a little bit of a domly side and so there's a little snippet there where i was like oh, that's rather sexy um but yeah that picture i just love the artwork that i had commissioned i'm in love with it i think it's beautiful and if you're looking for somebody to make some artwork then there's a link to her in there and she did produce something from one little photograph i sent her she produced this and um yes also did it in like under 24 hours which was amazing um so massive shout out to her um Apart from that, the other stuff I've been quite proud of this month is the self-ties that I did, that I think, so some of the pictures that I've done. Um, But actually, like, the post that I'm really, like, hmm, about at the moment is the one that I just actually published this week for Masturbation Monday called I Want You to Fuck Me in the Arse, Um, which is just, like, filth, absolute filth. And it was really nice to just write a piece of filth. And um, I really enjoyed writing it, and people seem to have enjoyed reading it. So, yeah. That's my answer. 
So my answer, I was terrified that there was only one post in April at KaylaLords.com because I have not been writing there very much because I've got all, a lot of other things going on. I've tried to focus on Smutlands or I tried to focus on Loving BDSM and it's like something I had to give that gave. But actually in the month of April, I got four posts published and that's actually good for me these days, which is so weird because there was a time I was publishing seven posts a week. <laughs> Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Um, and so one of the things I'm actually proud about is not the post. It's the fact that I did actually publish four times. Um, I could talk about one of the important things I said. Um, and I am proud of that. I, I wouldn't have said it if I, I didn't mean it. But actually, the really self-indulgent thing is I'm really proud of a very short little post called Naptime Fantasies where... The sleeping lion that is my libido stirred for like 30 seconds. Like the libido lion lifted her head and went, yeah, we're still here. We're not doing anything. We're not getting up. We're not, we're not going, we're not growling at all. There's no roaring, but we are here. And I had a dream that was really sexy. And then I actually felt compelled to write about it. And I was like, oh, oh, there are those muscles. I remember those. I remember doing that. I still know how to do this and it still feels good. So yeah, it's um, it's not even all that much. It's like maybe 300 words. The the sexy bit is like three sentences. If that, It's not a lot, but it, it felt good. It, it was... It was like putting on a very old, comfortable coat that you love, but you hadn't worn it in so long you'd forgotten how much you loved it. It's like that. So that is that is my post. Um, okay, next question. Uh, what blog post idea has been sitting in your drafts the longest and why haven't you written it yet? Um, so actually, I don't, I was just having a look. I don't actually have much lingering around in my drafts that isn't actually basically stuff where I thought I started something and then when I go and open it, it's like blank. It's just my blog has like saved some weird blankness. Um, I do have quite a few um, ideas written down in my book for things. Um, and also, I do have, I think, at least one maybe that I started last year during the difficult period um, between uh, Michael and I, where we were kind of struggling and obviously then that ended up with us separating, um, that I kind of splurged out um, that of like really super raw and in the moment and I wrote them and actually they're in a way like looking back on them, they're like a private diary entry and I'd, I wouldn't post them now. Um, so yeah, that's my answer to that. So my answer is boring. Um, it's a two part answer though. So I do have drafts, but I don't have drafts at KaylaLords.com. If it's in draft, it's because for whatever reason, I actually unpublished it. Um, I went through recently and, um, if I, I don't really do drafts, but if I had drafts, I went through to look at it to see why it was a draft. They were all unpublished um, things. Like I had published them and then I went, no, I don't want this on my blog anymore. I don't, I actually don't want it so much. I'm happy to have the broken link, which is rare. So there's like one or two and it's just stuff. I was like, no, I don't want this here anymore. Um, but I do have drafts that I have started that I have not published and they're all business oriented. They're not the smutty, filthy, good stuff. 
So, and I will admit them. So maybe it will spur me to actually do something with them. Uh, on Masturbation Monday, I was toying with an idea about creating a weekly newslettery kind of thing that went to readers. So they had a better chance of seeing all of the links that were shared for a given Masturbation Monday in their email instead of having to come straight to the Masturbation Monday site. And I was playing with that and I was creating a page and I actually set up how I set up the page that talked about it, but I did not set up the method behind it. So that uh -huh. one's in drafts and it's, I just haven't gone back to it to fool with it. The other one is actually the smutlancer.com. It is a page of, it would be a page, not a post of tools I use to, to be a smut lancer. So everything from here's who I host with to here's who I get my stock photos from to here's this piece of equipment that I happen to use and where you can find it um, for, and, and I started it and I stopped because one, I was afraid I was gonna miss something. So I was like, let me just sit on this for a while. And if I think of something, I'll come back and add it. And then I didn't go back to it because I had that moment of this is really self-indulgent. Who the fuck wants to know what tools I personally use to do my work? And so I've never gone back to it. That is my answer. It's there, it exists. I even created a bunch of links. Some of them are affiliates, some of them are not, but I've not gone back to it. So. That's my answer. Um, and those have been in drafts for about the same amount of time. So I was feeling really gung-ho one week and then I got really self-doubty afterwards. <laughs> They've just been sitting there. Okay, last question. And uh, if we can find an answer to this, we are smarter than I think we think we are. Uh -huh. Quinn's question, last one, I promise. That's what Quinn said. That's not what we're saying. Uh, where is my motivation to write and what can I do to get it back? Molly. So when I saw that in Twitter, I wanted to have like a funny answer, light-hearted funny answer was like in your pants. <laughs> Maybe it's in your pants. Find it in your pants. Um, but uh, like that's my light-hearted answer. And uh, sometimes when it comes to writing filth, I think like sometimes in a weird way, the answer is in your pants. Um, because, you know, if you can kind of connect all those, the dots together and get all that, you know, um stimulated um then that can help with writing um filth for want of a better word um smutty smart um so yeah that's my kind of light-hearted answer the other one is like oh i wish i knew exactly how to find it and get it and be able to because wow we would all just be a mate like if you could harness that we, that would be amazing and nobody would ever have those problems and I just I guess again I just think right now the world is a bit on fire so be kind to yourself if your writing mojo has gone off on a wonder um, I'm not surprised like I think it's just tough right now and I, as I said just be kind to yourself oh, it will come back it, oh, it will I'm absolutely sure of that it, it will it just needs everything to feel a little bit better. Um, do what you can. Um, I, yeah, I believe in you. You're a good writer. Um, that's that's my answer. Yeah, I'm. I agree. And I the answer that comes to my mind is a completely not satisfying one because there's nothing to be done about it now. I mean, y'all, the world is on fire outside. Many of us have lost our motivation because we are dealing with the world being on fire outside. 
Um, what I would say is when those moments come back to you where you're like, yeah, I've got the mojo again, work more on building the discipline of writing because I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie to you right now. If I went solely off of motivation to write, uh, I would be making no money because I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have clients anymore. I'm not motivated to write the stuff I agreed to write. That's part of my job because I want to make money. I have over time developed the discipline. I've developed the habit and discipline is just a habit. It's just, a, I don't know how to do anything else at this point. And also I like money more than I don't like not having money. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is a time and skill thing. I don't think we have to develop that discipline in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you very much. Unless like me, if you don't do that thing, you then don't get to eat and you don't get to have electricity on, right? So what I would say is if you are finding that that you can't make yourself because the motivation is gone, when we get back to whatever the new normal is going to be and your motivation comes back, use that time to develop the, the discipline. And the uh-huh. discipline is literally just forming the habit that this is what you do and you're not even really thinking about the why of what you're doing. It's just what you do. I mean, if the t- uh-huh. only time I think about the why of what I'm doing is when I'm thinking about not doing it. Like I've, when I wake up and go, is this a day I could legit just not do anything? And then I'm like, oh, fuck. No, if I don't write those three pieces of content tomorrow, today, I have to write them tomorrow but I have three pieces of content to write tomorrow. That would be six. And that's how I do it. It's not because I'm Mm -hmm. motivated to do it. I'm more motivated by what I lose than motivated by the writing. Um, But that is not satisfying in the here and now. That is not even necessarily helpful in the here and now. That is for the future when we get to our new normal and life feels a little less terrifying. So mm-hmm. that that is the thing I would say to strive for in the future um, so that your writing is not determined by solely by how you feel in a moment. Um, right. Yeah. As unhelpful as that is. <laughs> okay. Those are the questions. We do not know how to do rapid fire, but that is okay. We still were shorter than we could have been. We still were shorter than we could have been. So thank Mm -hmm. you to um, the Social Justice Witch and to Quinn for your questions. Y'all can always ask us questions at any point. You can uh, reply to the newsletter that goes out usually every week. Right now I'm on hiatus. I think when this episode comes out, I'm still on hiatus because I'm still moving. And so I'm not sending out a newsletter. Um... But uh, anytime there's an email, reply to it with a question. Anytime you see a tweet, reply to it with a question. Slide into our DMs, ask a question. If we post, if I post a blog post on thesmellanswer.com and you're like, ooh, can you answer this question in the next mailbag and leave a comment? Like we try to make it as easy as possible. Send your questions in whatever way you can. We are happy to tackle them. Sometimes they'll be an episode all on their own and sometimes they'll be in the mailbag. Um, but yeah, that is always an option. Um, and if you want to get faster answers to your questions and from more voices than just Molly and myself, join us, uh, through our community, our, join us at the Smut Lancers community. See, words are hard for me today too, Molly. 
through Patreon. So we run it through Patreon, but then you access it in different ways. So you go to patreon.com slash the smutlancers with an S and you can join. Mm -hmm. If you join at the $5 and up tier, pick a tier from $5 on up. Um, you get access to our Slack channel where we have multiple threads. Yeah. Threads. And one is a very active ask anything. And there's a lot of conversations going and it's not just us. It's the other people in the community offering their insight, offering their thoughts, offering their experience. We have accountability channels. We have, you know, just hanging out and talk like everything. It's a, it's a full vibrant thriving community and you get the information you need and you get to share information as you learn it. And we resource share and just all kinds of stuff. It's a great community. And I love those people there. OMG. Um, so that's patreon.com slash the Lancers if you are interested. And I think that's it for us this week. I don't know what I'm talking about next week because we're time traveling, but by next week I will have figured it out. And Molly's a better human being than me because she already knows because she already did it. And then two weeks from then we'll be back together and life will be good again. Uh-huh. So that's it for us. And you'll be in your new house. I'll be in my new house with my new office and that will be all I want to talk about. <laughs> Y'all will get so tired of me talking about this damn home office. But yes, I will be. And it will be amazing. And I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Don't get me started. I'm so excited. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to go now. On that note, everybody, <laughs> we're going to slide off into the quiet before Kada just combusts. <laughs> into giggles. Into giggles and sparkles. That's all. It's just going to poof um okay yeah that's it for us this week we love you guys oh one of us will be with you in a follow-up week and then we'll be together again in two weeks as we should be in all things (laughs) bye bye